Today on Sales Team Rescue, I talk about how much time you should actually be talking when it comes to your sales conversations. Are you talking too much? Are you talking too little? What, do, what does all the research say and how accurate is it? To find out, stick around and join me on this episode of Sales Team Rescue. Hit the music. I'm Sales Team Turnaround Specialist, Jeremy DeMerchant. And each week I bring sales leaders like you, experts and insights that will help you level up your leadership motivate like a master, and ultimately crush your comp plan. If it's time to raise the bar on your team's performance, then it's time for Sales Team Rescue. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Sales Team Rescue, episode number 129. I'm your host, Jeremy DeMerchant, and today I want to talk about talk time. Now, talk time can mean different things to different people. Um, When I was 19 years old, sitting in a call center, Talk time was the amount of time that I was actually on the phone with a prospective client. But in this context, I'm not worried about how much time you spend on the phone with a client, although we can dig into that in another call because there are some things to consider. Today, I want to talk about talk time in the context of how much time you're talking versus when the other person's talking. Now, I've done a little research here and a lot of what I'm finding is just painting a blanket statement saying that in sales, the salesperson should talk 20% of the time and the prospect should talk 80% of the time. And I like the concept of that. The idea that the prospect speaks more, um, it makes sense if you're taking uh, you know, the, the approach where you're asking open-ended questions and trying to dig in and actually solve problems for them. Um, but I went back through some of my calls and especially in the last couple of weeks, and I've been doing a fair amount of sales calls for a fair amount of different clients. And what I've found is that I'm never 20% or less talking. However, I'm normally pretty low. I've seen situations where a salesperson will come in and probably talk 90% of the time. And there's a rare occasion where that'll work, but in general, not the best way to go, especially if you want to teach somebody sales and let them model that. There's a very, very unique kind of personality that can effectively sell um, speaking in 80, 90% of the call and actually create a, an environment where the person wants to buy and doesn't have some kind of buyer's remorse. Because often, not always, but often when that's the situation, people feel like they've been pushed into something and they haven't had time to think about it. Um, and they'll often change their mind at the last minute or not pull the trigger. So I want to step back because the first blanket statement I mentioned, a sales rep should speak 20% of the time and the prospect should speak 80% of the time. I've never achieved it. <laughs> well, I can't say never. I'm sure there's been situations. But in general, I need to be more involved than just 20% of the speaking. However, as I looked through the different kind of calls that I was reviewing for myself personally, I found that there were different types and I've got clients right now where I'm helping figure out processes for them. So in some cases I'm jumping in on calls and some of them require demos of software. Some of them uh, require very complex programs. So um, like online programs, things like that, but have a lot of moving pieces, some done for you, some done with you. Um, so there's more complexity to them and often require some more explanation. And then there's some that are more simple programs that are fairly straightforward and you can focus on the outcome. So I just want to go through each of those because I think there's a difference based on the level of engagement you need. So as a general statement, though, I am happily going to 
go with the general statement that you need to be, you as a salesperson need to be speaking less than the person you're speaking to. Okay. The person, the prospect, um, hopefully future client or, or a customer, but let's get real numbers. And I'm happy to share, like I was looking at some of mine and I found myself in a place where I was very much just listening, sitting back, asking the open-ended questions, um, engaged, but the lowest amount of talk time or my time speaking compared to the prospects that I could find was about 31%. So I was 31, they were 69. And um, that turned into a sale, a great sale. But I needed that dynamic to be able to learn the ins and outs. So that's the, the basic. If it's a fairly straightforward program, you're focused on outcomes, you're able to ask lots of questions especially like for big ticket selling, this is a really great scenario. Okay. Um, you're talking 30, between 30 and 35%. The other person's talking 65, 70%. I think that's the, the magic sweet spot for, for big ticket sales because you, they need to be fully engaged and they need to share their goals, their priorities and things like that. But there's still things that you need to guide them around or, um, you know, make sure they know you don't want somebody signing up for a package or a program and they're not even aware of a piece of it. And sometimes it's, you know, if there's something that's thrown as a bonus that they don't know about, that's fine. But if it applies or, oh, sorry, if it impacts how, what the result's going to be or how they get to the result, I think it's vital that they fully understand. So 35, 30 to 35% for you speaking, if it's a big ticket sale, if you're going deep. If the sale is more complex there's lots of moving pieces. There's more explanation needed. So let's just say it's a complicated program. Um, I had a, a former client. It was a very complex process. And although I don't have the exact data on what I was speaking, I would say I was e easily over 50 because it got very detailed and we had to go through a lot of numbers to identify exactly whether or not this was the right fit. So that's one of the challenges is if it's more complex, you're going to, you're going to speak more, but in general, you want to try to keep it down. How do you minimize that talking? How can you create? And actually, let me, let me step back. The ideal sales process is where you don't need to speak that much as a salesperson. If you've got a sales process built out that actually walks people through the process, indoctrinates them into what you do, you know, really good marketing happening up front, then it's much easier for you as a salesperson to be able to get down you know, to 30% or less. But when it comes to a more simple funnel or maybe no funnel at all, you're just jumping on the call, having conversations. Yes, you want to learn about the priorities and goals, but you also have to take the time to explain what's going on, what the solution could be to their challenge. So it's a balance. So in general, I will say, and of course, there's always exceptions. So if what I'm saying goes against what you're doing or what you're seeing, just let me know. I'm happy to talk about it. Um, if you were watching this, by the way, on YouTube, put it in the comments. If you're listening on the podcast, uh, shoot us an email. And like, let's have a conversation about the data because this is so vital. And I don't want people going, oh, no, I'm not going to be a good salesperson because I can't get my talk time down to 20% of the call. Because that's not going to be the deal breaker. If you have a great marketing process in front, absolutely, you can get there. Um, but if it's more complex, you've got to spend a lot of time explaining things. There's no way that you're going to be under 20% talk time. So that's the complex 
programmer sale, the and the simple big ticket, which um, is the one where I'm talking about around 31%. But what about software? What about technology? Now, most of the time, and this is speaking from my experience being on the sales side, but also as a customer, when you're looking at a software and it's something that requires a demo. And by the way, if you want to scale software, I would strongly recommend you make a video um, kind of on-demand demo and not require uh, someone to walk somebody through it, unless you're looking at something that is a, a bigger ticket. But let me back up. When it comes to software, if somebody has not had any kind of experience with it, they kind of have an idea of what the marketing says it does, but they don't know the ins and outs. If you're like me or if they're like me, and you may or may not be, but I, I want to get a feel for what the possibilities are with the software. So I don't want to just solve a problem. A lot of people do. Okay. And you got to be careful that you're not selling based on your own personality. If you sell the way you buy, which a lot of people do, you're actually not going to sell effectively to the, to all your customers or prospects. But if you, um, if you focus on the, the details, if you want to see what the possibilities are when it comes to this demo, then you're going to ask more questions. That's great. Let people ask questions for demos. So if you're talking about software, I want you to, you know, focus on the big picture stuff. You can show bells and whistles and little features, but I want you to make sure that you give your prospect time to speak. Now I went through and I looked at some of the stats from a demo that I did. Um, it was a software program and, um, and actually bear with me. I'm actually going to double check the data live. I'm not going to share it on the screen, but, um, I will check the data here. Yeah. So there was one demo where um, it was the first demo that I had done of this particular product. And the customer wasn't really sure what they wanted. And they were very short and they're just like, hey, show me what you got. Very close-ended. Um, it very well may turn into a sale. It didn't in the moment. And it wasn't the ideal client for the, for the product. But I found that I spoke 85% of the time. And that 85% was because I was trying to walk through all the key features and show them how it applied to them and their business. And because it's a software that provides, well, in this case, it was, you know, about 10 different things that it does, but there's, there are very clear features and benefits. And so it's less important, at least in this conversation, it seemed to be the direction it was going less important to dig really deep into the big why behind it. And you still want to know why somebody wants to achieve the result, right? You don't want to ignore the why, but I don't need to do my typical six layers deep to understand why on earth somebody wants to be able to increase their online presence as an example. Okay. Um, if it's like, for example, posting on social media, I don't need to get really, really deep for a $49 a month product. Okay. Does that make sense? So bigger picture, bigger product, higher level, you absolutely want to put yourself in a spot where you can, um, where you can dig deep and let them tell them all, you know, tell you all about their hopes and dreams and priorities and goals and the challenges they faced and, and how they're feeling about it, what it'll feel like when they accomplish their goal. You want to dig deep into that. But when it comes to a demo for a technology that's very tactical, it's much more difficult. Now I will tell you this, my 85% talk time on this call was too high. 
that conversation did not go well. And I want to be transparent. I don't have the perfect sales conversation every time. In this situation, first time with a product, um, and I was kind of making up as I went as far as how I went through the flow of the demo because it was the first one that had ever been done. The next one will be better. So if you're at 85%, there's something wrong. I see that number, 85% talk time on my part. There is absolutely something wrong. I'm not truly identifying their needs. I'm just pitching a product. That's exactly what happened in that call. So if you're pitching a product, your talk time is going to be higher. You're going to be going through features and explaining things, but you still want to get it down below 50%. Don't spend an entire call. And here's the thing. If you have to spend the whole call giving the demo and there's no time to chat afterwards or before, then you need to extend that call. You need to give room for that conversation to happen because you need to create this feeling of connection. You need to make this person understand that you actually care what their priorities are. Don't just go peddling a product. It's very easy, at, like I mentioned with the software, $49 a month software, that I could just be peddling it. That here, look, this is amazing. These are the 17 reasons why you need to have it. Do you want it or not? I can do that. But it's not going to build the level of connection or loyalty that we want long-term. Because even if something's just $49 a month, we still want them to be a customer three years from now. So get that talk time down. And consider it this way. I would say the lower your talk time is, the lower percentage of the call that you speak, the higher the likelihood that you will close the sale. Okay? The 31% talk time I did, that sale closed. The 85% sale that I did didn't close. It might, but I doubt it. Truthfully, I probably didn't build enough connection because I didn't give the space for it. Okay? So... Think about that. I'm just going to check my notes here for a second. So software demo, complex programs, simple programs. Oh, the last one is collaborative. So in a collaborative call where you are truly trying to help somebody solve the problem. And maybe like I've been in calls where I say, you know what? This is not normally what I do, but I'm willing to find a solution with you and work with you. And that's great. And that conversation is going to be much closer to 50-50. Now, maybe 40-60, you speak 40, they speak 60 because you still want to understand their goals and their priorities. But if you're truly kind of trying to collaborate and come up with a solution together, you're probably going to be speaking equal amount of time for the majority of the call. You're probably just going to dig a little deeper at the first um, to build that connection and understand what the reasoning is behind wanting to solve this problem. And then you're going to be back and forth. So, you know, don't beat up on yourself if you're at 50% or 40% talk time on a call where it's very collaborative and you're creating something with your prospect and not just selling a specific package or, or offer. So let me run through those again. Um, one software demo. This is not going to be in the order I said it. I apologize. Uh, one software demo. You should still be around 50%. Okay. If you are spending the whole time talking because you're talking about the demo and you're not engaging the customer, you need to make more time at the end of the call or at the first of the call to build that relationship with that connection. And give them space to be able to talk about objections, talk about concerns, what might get in their way. You need to have that part of the conversation. So software demos, get them down closer to 50% of how much you're talking. Okay. Um, complex sales. If they're more complex, there's more explaining. And so that is also going to be somewhere around 40 or 50%. If you're explaining these are the key pieces for the offer you're getting, you still want to make sure they're talking more. Uh, but... I would target a 40% for that. Okay. Understand that you're going to talk more than a simple sale or a high ticket sale because a high ticket sale is going to land somewhere between 30 and 35%. Okay. 
but 40, maybe even 45%. If it's something where you're doing a lot of talking uh, because you need to explain key things, I think that's fine. Um, another thing you might notice when it comes to talk time and your percentage of talk time in a call is if there's multiple people you need to address, you'll notice your talk time might creep up a little bit. Don't be hard on yourself. That's fine. Because there's some validating of everybody's concerns or points or ideas that you need to do. Um, and so their response back for you might be a little bit higher because you don't, you're not just going to ask that one question about what's your goal, but then the person next to them, they've got another goal. You know, you're going to, you're just going to do a little bit more, but in general, you want to be 50% or less. And that's especially, that's only if you, uh, you want to be that high only if you're doing something technical where you've got to share the details of, um, what's included because they have no idea. But in the, in the perfect scenario, either you've got a, like a big ticket sale, you can talk high level and their, their goals, their priorities are, are the key point of the call and your solution is just going to help them get that. That becomes easy. You sit back, you talk 30, 35% of the time. If you can get it lower, by all means, um, in these calls that I'm mentioning, I wasn't specifically trying to get a low number to, you know, for the purpose of the show or anything. Um, this just happened to be today. I thought I want to talk about this and I went back to look at my stats. So consider that why this is an interesting piece that I just thought of. Why is it that a bigger ticket sale where someone's focusing on their outcome? Why is that? I'm going to call it easier because you're only talking 30% of the time. Why is that the case? Why in the examples that I looked at, why was my talk time higher in the more, in the lower ticket, more technical sales? Well, um, part, and it's interesting because the, the price point, you know, varied based on all these different types of sales, but the more I spoke, the less likely I was to get the sale and the dream spot, if you're designing your business and I want to be careful because I don't want to get off into this tangent of how to design your offer, but the bigger ticket you can make your offer, usually depending on your business model, and I don't know enough about your business model to give you direct advice because you and I aren't having a full conversation uh, back and forth right now. But in general, if you can make a big ticket offer, it's easier because you don't need to explain the 15 different components of a solution. You can talk about the outcome. And normally people that are in place to invest at a high level are looking more towards that outcome and not the, the intricacies of how it's done. They don't need to know how the sausage is made. Software demos, um, complex programs, or a scenario where maybe your prospect is not experienced the, the best marketing process, that frontline um, indoctrination process before they get to you, that's going to put you in a spot where you've got to do more talking. You've got to do more explaining and it's more work. You're going to get into more details and depending on your product, depending on your service, you might have to get very technical. And sometimes, again, depending on your company, you might actually separate the technical side from the sales side. For example, um, I it was uh, in a Toastmasters club, well, contest actually, uh, with a gentleman that worked at IBM. He was, I believe he was the technical sales guy. And then there was the overall sales guy. So the overall sales guy was building the relationships. And then once he got a feel for what somebody needed, then he'd book a second call to invite the technical person onto the call. That allowed the first call to be all about the goals, all about the priorities, getting that talk time 
uh, really low as far as the percentage that the salesperson spoke and getting very clear on what the outcomes were that the prospect was looking for. Call number two becomes a demo call, separate experience, different person. And of course, the demo the person giving the demo is speaking a lot more, 50, maybe even 60%. But the relationship was built in the front end. So depending on your system, your structure, your offer, it's going to vary. But all this to say, think about how much time you're spending on your calls tracking. Um, and I want to mention a software I mentioned in a previous episode a couple weeks ago. Um, it's called Sybil, S-Y-B-I-L-L dot A-I. Um, check it out. It's free. Uh, and what it'll do is in- integrate with your Zoom call. So it'll give you statistics about your talk time. It'll do transcriptions of your calls. Um, it will actually highlight key things. So um, anything that's negative, it'll highlight as a potential objection. Um, and it does a whole lot of other things as well. Check it out. It's free. integrates with Zoom. Um, and I believe it'll integrate with other platforms in the future. But fantastic. Basically, it's a note taker that joins your Zoom calls with you. Phenomenal. Everybody should use it. This, the, and the beauty of it is that it, it lets you do this feedback. You can see um, what is going on in your sales calls. You can It'll actually track and say, yes, this is where the person was nodding. And this is what you were saying at that time. Or this is where you were nodding. Or uh, maybe you were distracted or uh, you were being attentive. It'll track all that stuff. And it's going to give you a lot of, I guess, feedback, a lot of, a lot of things to consider when it comes to your calls and the ways that you can improve. Because you know what it should be. You know you shouldn't be speaking more than 50% of the time in a sales call. Um, especially if it's a first call. Okay, You need to connect with them. Again, bigger, call, bigger sale, higher kind of, Outlook, looking at the outcome, not the individual, uh, how the sausage is made. You're going to have a lower talk time. You're going to get to ask more open-ended questions and get the customer talking. As you get more technical or the more detail comes in, you're going to end up speaking more. But you can actually remedy all of that if you've got a nice marketing process on the front end. If somebody's already seen a quick demo or some tutorial videos or understands at least the problem that a technology is solving, then you get to go back to having the conversation of why is it important for you to solve this problem. All right, so that is all I wanted to cover today. Um, The main key that I wanted to highlight was just because the stats say you should be talking only 20% of the time, sometimes that isn't realistic. If you get down to 20%, let me know. I want to hear you call. I want to hear what you did because I would like to get lower. Um, But you don't want to be over 50%. Uh, Maybe if it's really technical. But if it is, and like I said, this one that I just realized I talked 85% of the time, I messed up. I got to go back. I got to tweak what I'm saying. I got to build a better flow. And I got to be able to position it so that the person on the other end can ask me more questions, can speak to me, and I can get them giving more open-ended questions because that's going to build a stronger relationship. Okay. So that's it for today, guys. That was episode 129 of Sales Team Rescue. If you'd like to catch today's replay or previous replays, go to salesteamrescue.com. And as a special gift for you, I want to offer you my five C's of successful sales conversations download. And you can get that by going to salesteamrescue.com forward slash gift. Okay, go check that out. Salesteamrescue.com forward slash gift. Download my five C's of successful sales conversations. It's going to show you how you can go through 
and essentially guide you through these big ticket sales conversations. How do you get people to speak to the level that you're only speaking 30% of the time or less? Well, these are the questions that'll help you do that. Okay. So download that salesteamrescue.com forward slash gift and be sure to hop on over and check those previous episodes out at salesteamrescue.com. I'm Jeremy Demerchant. Remember, get uncomfortable, get results. We'll see you next time here on Sales Team Rescue. Cheers. Thanks for joining me. Let's keep the conversation going. You can find more episodes and a link to join our online community over at salesteamrescue.com. If you haven't already, be sure to hit subscribe and give the show a review to help us reach more sales leaders like you. If you'd like our support in creating your own high-performance sales team, Book a call with us at salesteamrescue.com.